Welcome to the Charlotte Business Podcast, the podcast where business owners in and around the Charlotte, North Carolina area share their stories, their struggles, and the obstacles they overcame in growing their business to success. We hope these stories are an inspiration to others wanting and trying to start their own businesses and give consumers a better understanding of our local business community. I am your host, Sebastian McShane. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm here with Deborah L. Franklin, and she runs the Bicycle Oven Company. Hi, Deborah. How are you doing? Hi. How are you? Welcome to our podcast. Thank you. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. So my, what I call my nine to five is a cat's bus operator. So I drive buses for cats, but my five to nine and weekends, I'm bicycling. I'm doing something bicycle. How long have you been bicycling? Oh, I've been bicycling all of my life. Um, I actually used my bicycle for my source of income. Mm -hmm. How'd you do that? So I was a, a paper girl. Okay. which is probably my 13-year-old granddaughter doesn't even know what that means. <laughs> but I used to deliver uh, newspapers door-to-door on my bicycle. And then I also babysat. Cool. And so I had to get transportation. So bicycle bicycling was my transportation. That's how I got out of my neighborhood. Yeah, I did a paper route myself when I was young. See, wasn't that fun? It was fun. I, I used yeah. to love Christmas because then they would give you a little gift yeah. with some money and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I so liked it. it was a great job. It was a great learning experience too. How to, how to run a business, right? And even talking to adults, you know, because I was just a little kid, you know. But yeah. I talked to adults. They would sit me down and tell me about life and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so it was great. Good way to learn customer service, too, because yeah. when they oh. don't get their paper, you go, oh, man, where's my oh, paper? Especially if it was paper. snowing, oh, yeah. because this was happening in Chicago. Yeah, I'm from Buffalo. Oh, and, Buffalo. And yeah, where? and oh. I remember uh, the big blizzard of 1977. You remember that or not? Yeah, I don't know if it came to Chicago, but ours was the big blizzard of 1967. Yeah. And you can like hop from roof to roof. Yeah, that's how ours was in Buffalo in '77. Oh, so much and, fun! Uh, I remember going house to house with the papers and a sled, and it was snowing so hard and blowing so hard I couldn't even see the house. Yeah. I had to walk to where I knew the house was supposed oh. to be from the from the previous house. Right, right, right. And I got home, and my mom was telling me that people were calling because their paper was late. She's like, can't you see outside? <laughs> uh, yeah, they say, why was the paper? Why are you late? Right. Um, I know it's snowing, but you should have made arrangements. Where's your parents? Right. Okay, so tell us about Bicycle Oven Company. The Bicycle Oven Company is a company that I created. Um, as I mentioned, uh, my bicycle was my childhood. That was the best thing going on besides the library. And so I just used to... Um, ride my bicycle everywhere and so um you used to hear people say all the time that bicycling got them out of their community right. it gave them freedom and and my bicycle gave me freedom yeah i remember and, that too when I was right young. and then then especially my bicycle was a source of income as well so transportation and income and i just remember that i would used to have my old own money 
So I have three sisters, and so every Christmas or something, you know how they give you money so you could buy gifts for everyone. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the year I told my father, Daddy, I have my own money. And he was <laughs> like, how much money do you have? And I told him like $340.52. And the first he looked so shocked. <laughs> and then I saw him smile. And so I wanted him to keep on smiling because he, he worked so hard yeah. and he never smiled. But when I was making my own money, that that just I could see he was so proud and, yeah. so, and so surprised. And so I created the Bicycle Oven Company. I, I, I don't know... Um, if you heard the study, but boy, if you're because now I'm in Charlotte. So um, if you're born poor in Charlotte, you stay poor. Right. And I had the opportunity to do babysitting jobs and get out there and meet people and see how they lived and things like that. And so it doesn't have to be that way. And so I wanted to share with the young people in Charlotte and even adults how they could do it too. I did it with my bicycle. So you can do it on the bus, you can do it by walking. And I wanted to share that. And so the more I thought about it, I said, I'm, I think I'm going to structure it more and make it a business and see what happens. And so now people, adults are coming uh, to me to be trained to be a bicycle instructor. And that's the bottom line, I'm a bicycle instructor. And explain what a bicycle instructor does. And... Okay, so I am, I have been trained by the League of uh, American Bicyclists. And um, we have, well, our mayor just approved Vision Zero. What I found out that in, in Charlotte, uh, when you turn on the news, more adults were being killed walking and bicycling. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be a child thing. Right. And so I said, we have to do something about this. You know, people are riding on the wrong side of the street and all of that. They're getting confused about how they're supposed to share the road. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to do something about that. And so I just said, I have to uh, get training. And my, my, and this was on Facebook. And my favorite story is I wrote to a, I just wrote out there in the universe. I said, and really talking to my friends, I said, oh, I wish that, um, I, I wish there was a such thing as teaching bicycling, being a bicycle instructor. And lo and behold, popped up the League of American Bicyclists. And I said, Mark, you need to quit. You need to quit. You're on my page. Get off my page. <laughs> but I said, thank you. And so I discovered the League of American Bicyclists, and they provided bicycling instruction, to be, and you could become a lead cycling instructor. And so I went to Florida and took classes, and I became a certified league cycling instructor. Yeah. And so from that, from that, then I was able to teach people how to ride their bikes safely Mm -hmm. on the streets. That's interesting. In New York, Buffalo area where I grew up um, Mm -hmm. in the 80s, our local fire department 
would have bicycle courses for kids to learn how to ride bikes properly. And you got a little card and a sticker for your bike saying you took the course. And I'm surprised they don't have that anymore. Exactly. And um, and so in Chicago, we had the same thing. Mm -hmm. So you even got a license plate. It was a play yeah. license plate for your uh, bicycle and the little card. And they don't do that anymore. And you said the fire department, ours was through the park district. Mm -hmm. And so any any park district program there was, we had to go, you know, yeah. because my parents wanted us, wanted us in, in, um, in some type of learning. So we had to try everything. And I, I noticed that now people, people will take soccer, you know, yeah. and then their parents think they're going to be the soccer star <laughs> or they're going to be a basketball player right. and they never grow over 4'11 and things like that. So we had to take a whole slew of courses and we went to the park district whatever, and the library. So whatever they had, we took it. Mm -hmm. I had a library card and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, so bicycling was structured. I, I I guess it was geared to our safety as well. Yeah. To, um, not to get hit by a car. I remember they had cones up. You had to do figure eights around the cone. Right. Right. Stand with your bikes up as long without touching the you know the ground as long as you could. Yeah. You know, just little skill things and, yes. and learning how to be on the correct side of the road and all that stuff. Right. Right. And 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 so that's. That's what we're bringing back with, with the children as well as with the adults because adults don't know how to ride either. And mm -hmm. we provide instruction for the children and for adults to learn how to ride bikes. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's um, um, the, the course that I had to take was a whole weekend long and you thought it was going to be boring, but it was so exciting and, yeah. and fun, you know, and... So you can be physically fit and it's fun too versus, you know, on the treadmill, you can be outside. Yeah. And so that's what we try to do as well. That social capita, I yeah. guess that's the new name for it. Um, so um, one thing about bicycling, you leave as strangers and come back as friends. Mm -hmm. Because this is it's just so much flat tires, anything can happen. And as a group, you figure it out. Right. You know, the path that you created um, might be a dead end street because now a new subdivision is there and somebody in the group will know how to get back to the same spot. So it's real fun just exploring Charlotte and coming back. Yeah. You know, so with uh, new friends. So explain about how your training works. How does how do you train people and what's the process and all that? Okay. So um to be to be eligible to become a, a instructor, you have to be 18 years of age. But in Charlotte, you can probably universal, you can have a job at 16. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so right now, smart cycling is sort of my, the class that I teach all the time. It teaches you how to ride your bicycle, be safe and all that kind of stuff and instruct, um, instruct other people because when, when people see you riding correctly, then typically they'll follow your lead. Right. And so that's what we do with the younger kids. It's just a whole bunch of role modeling, especially with the little kids. 
But at 18, you can become a certified instructor through the league. And it's an intensive class. We, um, we read books about bicycling. We go over the history of bicycling. We actually get on a bike and, and ride. And that's the majority of the class is the paperwork and um, um, actually learning about bicycling, learning the different parts of the bicycle. But then we get out there and ride. And, and so in uh, Charlotte, um, we have the greenways where you can ride. You can ride on the street, on bike lanes. You can ride without bike lanes. And so any type of, and, and then we have the roundabouts in Charlotte. I, I, they call them roundabouts in Charlotte, uh, Chicago. But in, um, I forgot what they call them in uh, Charlotte, but um, if you go round in a circle versus going in an intersection, that's where a majority of people are killed or, right. or badly injured. And so now in Charlotte and in Mecklenburg County, they have the little roundabouts. And so we go around the roundabouts because I remember when they put them out, people had no idea how to use them. Right. I remember <laughs> drivers messing up. Right, <laughs> right. And, and they were crashing into each yeah. other. And so we go on roundabouts, um, the exits, how you exit a highway um, and enter uh, it, um, onto the street. Um, cars are moving, uh, doing all that kind of situation. And, and we teach folks how to ride safely through that. And then um, there's um, a mechanical side to the bicycle oven company. Um, I'm a CATS bus operator, and so on each CATS bus, two bicycles can fit on, on the bus. Mm -hmm. And so I, would, I used to drive people, and I would just drive them to the middle of nowhere. You know, now we have construction all around, but before we didn't. And right. so it seemed like they were going to the middle of nowhere. And so some some of my passengers, you can talk freely to them and others, you have to mind your own business. Right. <laughs> and, but, you know, I was dropping people off in the middle of nowhere and I wanted to know what, where are you going? And so some people used to say, oh, you know, my, you can't see it from here, but I'm just riding, I'm just walking a block. And um, and my job is right over that hill. You just can't see it. Yeah. But other people would say, you know, um, I have to go an additional two or three miles. I have to walk. How long does that take? About a half an hour. Wow. And I would say, have you considered a bicycle? Oh, yeah. I thought about that. And I said, I'm a bicyclist, you know, and it's fun, you know. And plus, you can put the bicycle. I, I have two places on my bu bus where you can put your bicycle. Oh, great idea. And I got so many people riding bicycles, wow. right? Then all of a sudden, the bikes disappeared. Hmm. So then again, I had to get into their business again and say, what happened to your bicycle? And you're not riding anymore. And then, oh yeah, I was riding, but the chain fell off the bike and I don't know how to put it back on. Or other people would say, I got a flat tire and it's in the garage. Wow. So I said, 
you're you're not riding your bicycle because of that? <laughs> but as I drove away, I thought to myself, my chain falls off the bike. I don't know how to put it on. And if I get a flat tire, I used to call my father to fix yeah. it. And so then again, I'm on Facebook again. And I said, oh, I wish they had a place where you could uh, get trained on how to fix a bike. And up came United Bicycle Institute. And I said, uh, Mark, you're still stalking me, but thanks. (laughs) So I went to Oregon and I took classes on how to repair a bike. And so that's that's good money. That's that's extra money. You know, all these bicycles in Charlotte, if you know how to repair a bike, you that may be the difference between eating. What do they say? Eating steak or or spam? Just that little money. And. So, so I added that to my services as well. Do you want to learn how to fix your bicycle or other people's bicycles? Um, because we can train you on that as well. That's cool. So, so it can become a money-making opportunity. Yeah, right? so we're doing the bicycle. And, and, and basically, it's a trade school. So, um, Do they I get a certification you, in that? Right, you do. You get certified. So, so I'm a professional bicycle instructor. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I'm a, prefer- a professional bicycle um, mechanic, and so I call myself the girl mechanic or the female mechanic. Yeah. And uh, so it's just it's it's different ways of using your hands, um, different skills that you can have. Just like I used to babysit. Mm-hmm. And um, then I used to deliver newspapers. So it's just different different skills that you can have. And, and, and so this is the 18 to 24 year group, different skills that I can teach them or show them. And then it gives them uh, opportunity to be successful at something. And then they're not isolated because we're working in a group. And so they can um, make friends as, as they do it. And um, so I guess in, in ways I'm their mentor. And, and I, I like that idea of being a mentor because I've, I've had so many mentors in my life and, and, and so many things happen in my life with my bicycle and the babysitting jobs that open my eyes to a new world. So if I can open your eyes to a new world, that's my way of giving back. Well, when I was a kid, when my bike broke, Mm -hmm. I had to figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Because otherwise I was walking. And I I guess I shouldn't be surprised with your example you talked about because I've known, I work with a a guy who was 24, 25, and Uh we were getting off work. He had a flat tire and he panic what do i do what do i do i said well fix it i don't know how to do that i'm like how do you not know how to fix your tire this is your car you don't know how to no no i had to show him how to change his tire right right so people today they they've lost the basic skills of you know vehicles and, and bikes and stuff and so it's really good that you're teaching that too so that when they do have a problem with their bike they can fix it and keep riding as opposed to putting it in the garage because the chain fell off. I don't know how to do that. Right. And, and, and so when you mentioned that, so with my, so, you know, the automobiles came, people used to get around, especially in the black community by bicycle, 
But then automobiles came and people had their cars and all of that. And I remember as a college student, when you look at the prices and what it costs to change your oil and things like that, it, I used to change my oil and then I used to show my classmates how to change their oils on, on our cars. And, um, so, and, and I used to be tomboyish. And, but all of a sudden I became a female, you know, and I couldn't get my nails dirty and all that kind of stuff. So do you know when I started riding my bicycle again and I, I would have that fear too, you know, I'm gonna get a flat tire and I'm gonna be way out here and I, I don't have a kid and I don't. And it took me a minute um, when I realized in class, and this was in Oregon, that I used to do oil changes on my car. I had totally forgot yeah. that I used to use my hands. And so, you know, and now they have things that uh, uh, knock the grease off your hands and all that. They did not have that back in the day. Yeah. You would have to walk like that for three weeks. And my friends used to look at my hands and they would say, we are not going anywhere with you <laughs> and all that. So it's, it's, it's just funny how as life goes on, you forget your struggles and then a little thing like um, having a flat tire will make you remember, I used to change my tire on my car because I didn't want to go to a mechanic. And so right. between the five of us, we changed that tire or changed the oil or, or flushed the radiator and all that. Things like that, people pay for that. Yeah. Now. And used to be people would never yeah. do that No, right you now. did it yourself. You People look at you and why are you paying this guy to do that? Right. Just, it's easy. You uh -huh. just do this, do this, right, and Right, 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 yeah. right. Our society has changed so much. It's, it's funny. Yeah, it is. What's something you wish you had known before you started your business that you know now that would have make, made things easier to get going and get started? So um, I wish I had known, and I probably knew to uh, write a business plan, um, seeing what my competitors are doing, um, even forming partnerships or even having your own mentor. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I wish I had talked to people more about bicycling in Charlotte because I, I, I started from the ground level and, and taught myself and you really don't have to do that. There's a bicycle plan in Charlotte that I should have read, yeah. <laughs> you know, is it you so so why reinvent the wheel? So I did a lot of reinventing the wheel instead of going to the small business center and um, get their um, mentorship because um, they they start pulling stuff and, and, and they'll even say, you know, my brother owns a bicycle shop. I'm going to give him give you his number and you can go and fix bikes over there. So it's, it's just, um, um, it took me a while to figure out I need to be structured instead of, because I was treating it more of a hobby and it's not a hobby. Once you start spending your money, yeah. it's not a hobby anymore. And so I should have I should have kept my receipts and things like that. I, I didn't know that I could um, maybe get a pass on uh, taxes 
by doing that type of stuff. So just the whole thing of structuring a business because I, I, the small business, you know, whoever heard of, you know, if, if you're not doing something like that, you don't even know what a small business means. And so I would see small business, but I would think that's for somebody else, you know, (laughs) and, and it was me, I was a small business and you know how people say mom and pop stores, no. And they, then the kid has to go, one of the kids have to be the first in college and then they come back and tell their parents how to run the shop and how to make yeah. a better profit and all that. That was me. That's how, that's how I was. You know, I was a mom and pop shop. And when I needed a favor, I would get my kids to do it or a friend to do it and all that. And, and, and so then you see literature about um, people having employees, you know, a, um, some, some, some of the laws that they make about Um, Being an employee depends on your staff, the number of people you have. And I I did not think I had a staff. You know, it was just people that I would pay uh, to do a favor for me and all that. But that was staff. You know, that that could have been something I could have written off of my taxes. And so I didn't know any of that stuff. And so I so after a couple years of just doing stuff, then I learned, oh, you could be structured and you're a small business and you're supposed to be doing this and you should have did that. And so anyone starting a business, do your business plan and do all that kind of stuff because it works and it it it, it really helps. Did you um, intend to start as a business when you started or was it kind of just helping people in the community and it grew into a business? So... Um, so I I knew it. That, so I guess I guess I thought more of it of a or being an organization, whatever that means. Okay. And so I thought I was going to get all these volunteers to help me and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's a little bit beyond that when you're just one person. And so so it wasn't a it, it was an organization. It was it was supposed to be like a neighborhood group. Yeah. And, but I was the one spending money, you know? And so after a while getting, giving service away and not getting any back, anything back in return, that will bankrupt you. That's why people go bankrupt because they're spending money and they're not understanding how they should be spending money. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and so I would do, um, I would do silly stuff like just buying a bunch of tires and things like that. And then that's when I learned tires come in different types. And then there's a mountain bike and uh, there's a road bike and all that. I had to learn all of that. I I just had a bicycle. And I remember even going up to someone and asking someone, a, a, a stranger that was on a bike, he, he, he was a white guy, so he looked like he knew something. And so I said, what type of bike do I have? <laughs> and so I'm running a business and don't even know what type of bike I had. Wow, so cool. so well, it's, it's, it's just learning. things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's things like that. Um, what's your favorite memory in relation to starting your business? So um, my favorite memory is... Okay, so with my, uh, I had three sisters growing up, and um, 
and and so when you, when you have sisters, basically that's your friends too. And and um, at the time, um, you I couldn't leave the house unless I took someone with me. Mm-hmm. It, it could be a friend next door. It could be anyone. It could be my sister. It could even be the dog. Mm-hmm. If I so I couldn't leave without someone with me. And so I had so so. So it it was a time. So so my sisters became girlish before me, and so they didn't want to ride a bike anymore because you did get dirty and sweaty and all yeah. that. And and they didn't want to ride a bike; they wanted a ride. And so I I finally I start uh, riding by myself. And I so then I came to Charlotte, and so years years passed, and I came to Charlotte. And so I, I used to ride by myself. And, 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 and I don't even mind that because riding by myself, I like to talk to people. And so riding by myself, I would talk to people and it mostly was adults, you mm-hmm. know, and I would just talk to people and just learn different things. And, but I was on bikes, they were in cars and all that. I was on my bike. And so we would say bye, you know, and I would be on my bike. So so in Charlotte, though, I, um, I, I did not know people were riding in groups. Mm-hmm. And so I was when, so, so I went on a bike ride with a group, and I didn't know anybody. And like you said, like I, I just said, you leave as strangers and come back as friends. And so I started riding in groups. And I, I was just in bicycle heaven. Because I I met a lot of people with things. um, Bicycling, you meet teachers, you meet doctors, you meet everybody bicycles, every profession bicycles. And teachers, teachers, um, especially in the Oregon area, teachers just come from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And they bicycle and walk these paths and all of that. I had no idea that all of this was going on. And so again, as an adult, a whole new world opened up for me. And so I wouldn't, you know, so so my car, I call my car my boo. My boo can stay at home because on those two wheels, it's just so much fun and a whole new world again. People are walking and bicycling. And if you're in the car, you will pass up stuff and don't even know it's there. Yeah. But when you're on on the bike or walking, you could actually feel nature. And I was never a nature person. I wouldn't say I was a nature person, but I guess I was. I just never gave myself the opportunity to know that. And so now I can look at flowers for for days yeah. and just look at the different colors. And, and so then when they said, I'm allergic to uh, bites, insect bites, especially bees. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I remember uh, once ago, maybe two years ago, they said there's a shortage of bees. I knew that because I was able to walk in the grass and all that and, and not get bit and all that. And so when I heard that, I said, I know that because the bees are gone. And and the butterflies, you know, we used to see butterflies all the time and the lightning bugs all the time. And this was when you didn't have any money, you know, you saw that kind of stuff. And so when I was reintroduced 
to that, I, I just can't believe I left that. The beauty of nature, I, I can't believe I left it. And so now I'm back. And so I want to give um, other people the, the opportunity to get back in nature and use your hands and your eyes, all your senses, because it does. It, I, it, what is it? Endorphin, endorphins? Endorphins. It does yeah. make stuff go off in, in your head and and you're fine. You you you're fine the next day at work. You think you're going to be tired, but you're a social butterfly at work, and it relaxes your mind and make you think clear. All that stuff, and then it makes you crave the right food. So all of that stuff that they say about our body is so true. So listen to your doctor. <laughs> they know what to do when they say walk to relieve blood pressure or stress or cholesterol. They know diabetes. They know what they're um, talking about because in my car, I had all of that. Yeah. But now riding my bike and walking and, and doing the scooters, you know, I'm healthy. My, my levels went down. So I'm, I'm healthy mm -hmm. uh, now as well. So, um, it, you know, what, what else can you say about that? It, it, it works. Yeah. What they tell us to do, it works. It, it will make you have to uh, throw away all your medications. <laughs> Which is a good thing. <laughs> I don't, great uh, thing. For me, I don't ride as much as I used to. Near, mm -hmm. Not nearly as much as I used to, because when I was a kid, I, I, you never saw me without my bike. Right, right, right. And me and my friends, we, you know, there was no place that wasn't too far to go on on your bike, and we spent uh -huh. the whole day right. We'd, you know, take a day and just ride. And I lived out in the country when I grew up. Okay. And then camp out in the woods, and then ride back the next day. So it was for me, riding a bike has always been an adventure. It, and even now, when I do get out and ride my bike around the community, uh -huh. I because you're going slower and you're looking around and you see things right, you don't right. see as you drive by. Right, I've, right, right. I found abandoned homes, you know, old houses in the woods that I drove, rode by my bike. Oh, look, there's yeah, a house back there. Yeah. Let's go check it out. You right, know? right. Or, you know, trails and, and right. roads that go off in right. the woods. And I ride a mountain bike, so I'm always, if I can find a trail somewhere, I want to right, find right. out where it goes. And, and that, and that when, when people, and see mountain biking, the term mountain biking, we found some hills in the, in the back in the back of the houses. Mm -hmm. We we found some hills and we were mountain biking. We didn't know we were mountain biking, right. but we were doing all those adventures that people are scared to get scared to do now, you know, going down the hills, you know, and and then up a hill and like you said in the trails. We did all of that as as children exploring yeah you know and how can you explore in a car right. with your mother and father in the seat and so we have to do a little bit more of that letting our kids be independent and just letting them go you know everyone everyone talks about you know don't talk to strangers and all that kind of stuff but we have to find a middle ground to let our kids be able to explore because uh, I know we explored in our community. I think we even need to change the terminology. Everyone talks about their neighborhood mm -hmm. and we need to expand that into our community because if you use the term community instead of neighborhoods, then you're gonna play with rich kids, you're gonna play with poor kids, you're gonna 
play with teachers' kids, doctors' kids, and that's the only way you learn when you when you're exposed to how other people live. So you we we don't have to do a lot of the stuff that we do like they the kids have play dates now. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do a lot of that stuff if we can um just get back to doing things with our hands instead of thinking about stuff because we can overthink. We can overthink ourselves into like I'll just do it tomorrow like you yeah. guys just stay at home. <laughs> and so um I know I I I felt that I had a help, healthy childhood, but um, I heard of kids that never got. You know, you see it on TV that kids that never got out of their neighborhood. You know, yeah, before, I, but then they went on a trip to a basketball game or something like that. Yeah, and, I've had friends that have, you know of. I like to drive around and, you know, go places in my car too. And I'll take some friends with me. And yeah. it's surprising how many of them have like never been out of Charlotte. Yeah. It's like, really? You never been to Raleigh? No, I've never been here. Yeah. We have, we have kids that that's never been on a summer vacation. Yeah. And so we have to do more as a community to make sure all of our kids experience what other kids are experiencing. Um, and when I mentioned the library, I, I um, read to children as well, because you can read about different places, and that helps too. Um, even if you may not be able to go somewhere, if you read about it, at least in your head, you know that place exists, especially with TV and, and with the um, Netflix and all that kind of stuff. You You can... You can say, you know, oh, I've been to that place before. I know what that is. That's 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 what you want kids to be able to say. Yeah. So, Deborah, tell me um, a little bit about the process when someone contacts you about becoming a bike instructor and getting trained. What is what is what do you take them through? And what's what do they have to do? Okay, so um, so actually, I go out to people. And so right now I'm um, going into the schools mm-hmm. uh, on their career day, and I go and set up um, set up all my materials. So I have a slide um, show that I can present, or I have just a display and a bike stand. Mm-hmm. And I'll put a bicycle on it, and I let them come and. Um, so bicycle oven company, that's the first question I get, you know, what is that? Mm-hmm. And then they see the bicycles and I tell them, you know, tell me what's wrong with that bicycle. And they tell me what's wrong with the bicycle. I'm in particular, I'm looking for people that bicycle now, young people that bicycle now, um, because it's a little bit easier. And, um, so I, first of all, I asked, how old are you? If, if they say 16, that's great. If they say 18, that's greater. Mm-hmm. And so then I just, I have a list of questions that I'll ask about how long have you been bicycling? Uh, where do you bicycle to? Um, what's the longest you've bicycled? Um, um, do you know how to change your tire and all that kind of stuff? Do you um, fix your own bike or is your dad doing it and all that kind of stuff? So I just get information, and um, 
then then that's when I say, you know, well, you know, you're 18 and I'm having a class um, and I need people to help me teach uh, other people how to ride. And I say we start at one and a half years old all the way to adults. And would you be interested in that? And so then um, the people that say, or or you can just say, are you interested in summer employment? And of course the answer is gonna be yes. Mm -hmm. And so then I have a one-to-one and see where that person is at in their life and all that kind of stuff, how how they're doing in school and all that kind of stuff. Because we we still have problems with kids reading and writing in in, uh, Charlotte. And so I see how they are as far as their schoolwork, the family life, and things like that. And then I offer a scholarship. I, I, I offer anyone a scholarship. Would you like to become a certified league instructor? Or do you have a job lined up for the summer? You can come and work for me. And so once once I get once I get their attention, then I just give them stuff to read. You know, read about bicycling. Find out as much as you can about this community where the bike paths are. Ride your bike. You know, make sure you ride your bike. And um, then after that, we um, um, I take uh, I take the young people out with me. Um, um, if if I'm doing um, if I'm doing a speech somewhere because I also do public speaking, I'll take the young people with me, and um, you you can teach someone how to speak. You yeah. Know? And so I do that kind of because I want them to know how to present themselves. So I I model. So you know I model and I uh, let them know how easy it is to speak and um, if the if if the people in the room are really interested in um, what you're doing or what you're saying, then the the flow, the you know, just go with the flow, and um, so from there, that then we start doing speech, speaking, you know, the speeches yourself, you know, like in a group, you know, do a speech, you know, and it doesn't even have to be about bicycling or something, just do something uh, silly, you yeah. know, and. And then um, once once we do that, then um, we can go into the community and uh, talk about what we're doing. And so what we're doing is the Vision Zero concept, trying to um, teach people how to ride safely um, in the street. Um, we're also trying to get young people that's interested in learning how to ride a bike or even going on group rides. Mm-hmm. So after all of that, um, there's uh, several places in uh, Charlotte, the uh, Trips for Kids, where um, kids have an opportunity to earn their bike if they don't have a bike. So we, yeah, so we set them up in, in situations like that where they can get their own bike. The ones who don't have a bike. Mm -hmm. Um, How does that work? So with uh, trips for kids, um, 
basically the same thing. So you're learning all about your bike and learning how to make uh, minor repairs on your bike. Mm -hmm. And you have to go so many weeks. And and then you also go on bike rides. And you go so many weeks and you earn a bike. You earn your free bike. You you don't have to pay for it. You're given a bike. And and who, who is that through? Who that's Trips for Kids, Trips for kids. In, in Charlotte. Trips okay. for Kids, Charlotte. And so we we support uh, Trips for Kids. Um, I believe it's four times a year. It could even be five times a year. I work with Trips for Kids. We we just invite the whole community. We go to different schools in the area and we invite the whole community mm -hmm. um, to come and learn how to ride a bike. And so it's just... It's just bicyclists from all over Charlotte, um, LCIs, that's the league cycling instructors. Um, and we just come together and teach kids for that day how to ride a bike. And it's, it's some kids that can't ride, learn in a group. Mm -hmm. And so we, we uh, offer individual instructions on how to ride a bike. And um, so once, once we... Once, once the kids get their own bike, you know, you can work on your own bike and um, punk out your bike. You know, I right. want kids to punk out their bikes. Um, sometimes the uh, bicycle is the first, first time they ever own something that's theirs. Yeah. And so um, I just like to see what they want to do with their bike. So punk it out. And... Um, um, after that, then um, the uh, mechanical, uh, the um, the as far as the instruction, um, this will be the first time that I'm offering to send uh, kids to the United Bicycle Institute, and mm -hmm. that's in Ashland, Oregon, and they can actually learn a trade on how to repair bikes. I also I'm a career counselor as well. My uh, five to nine is a career counselor. So um, I also let them know just learning how to bike, uh, uh, fix a bike, or doing these speeches with me. That's a that's a job because I'm gonna pay, and so that's a job right there. That's a that's a, a job uh, while you go to school if you decide uh, to go to college or if you're still taking high school classes. I, I I want want to offer them an alternative to selling drugs and stuff like that. My emphasis was um, um, so so my major was human services um, with the emphasis on juvenile delinquency, mm -hmm. and so I wasn't the type of counselor that's gonna sit there and um, let you lay on the couch and tell you everything that's wrong with your life and what your mother's did when you were little and all that kind of stuff i'll let you cry for a minute but then it's like get up let's go <laughs> let's go on a bike ride and so um and and so um as far as career counseling it's like what do you really want to be in life what have you thought about in life and you know it's some testing that you can do right to uh guide a person and and, and so, so basically the Bicycle Oven Company is like a backdoor to college for the kids that want to go because I'm going to get you involved in the community and build up your self-confidence and all that. And, 
and um, 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 introduce you to good people that have your back. And then let's see what you can do with that. And um, it's, it's just funny how um, if, if you can get, if you can get one kid in a family, uh, doing something positive, it likes radiate, uh, mm-hmm. throughout the whole family. And because, it, cause, cause, um, even if a parent is disinterested in what's going on, you're going to get them to come to an event. Eventually they're going to come to see what their kid is doing. Yeah. And so that's the whole idea as well to, um, um, give uh, families um, uh, opportunity to give families opportunity uh, at this life. Like, hey, what like about with adults? Else. Adults want to come to. So you? with the adults, that's easy. So with the adults, um, like I said, with the adults that I work with right now, they're already bicyclists, and so I. Um, it, so so I'm on Facebook and Twitter meetup and all that kind of stuff and 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 I'm also doing um, the displays for them too as well and um, so I I receive a lot of phone calls so I receive phone calls that you, it's real hard for me to return phone calls so I like the email and things like that but eventually I talk to people and I, I try to see what they want. And so it's, 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 it's a lot of people out there that they want to, um, they want to become an LCI. They have their church that they want to, um, um, be an instructor for their church, for the children at their churches is, um, other people that's, um, with schools because we're trying to get all kids to, um, that's all kids. Ooh, we're trying to get, um, all kids, right. I, 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 all kids, right. So we're trying to get kids to ride the bicycle before they, uh, get out of kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And so it's teachers out there that want the training. They they want to be involved. All Kids Ride is the name of the group. Mm-hmm. So they want to um, be involved in um, 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 helping the kids know how to ride a bike. And so we're working with the YMCA's as well. Um, of course, the REC, uh, 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 Mecklenburg Park and REC. Um, have came through our program. Mm-hmm. And so any any kind of recreation group, um, even if they're playing tennis, you know, you need to, some sometimes you need the transportation to get to the tennis courts. Right. So any anybody that um, has to do with recreation or with sports, I um, contact them and I get them involved in the uh, league cycling program and you don't have to you you don't have to do anything other than your group if that's what you want we we can certify you on how to be uh, become a bicycle instructor and you work with your school or you work with your organization and it's an intensive um it's a, an intensive weekend um we have a instructor that and we call him a coach that actually comes from the league that's from Washington Washington DC is where the league is at mm-hmm. and so we have instructor coaches all over that will come to Charlotte or your community and teach you 
or to certify you to become an instructor. And so that's so we have people that that have come to Charlotte from other states because they want to start a program in their state. And so you can come from another state and be certified in Charlotte to be a lead cycling instructor. So we have um, we we have um, people for uh, um, that wants to do something um, involving bicycling or just a, a, just go on a group ride. And so if you're just going on a group ride and you don't want to instruct anyone else, you just want to um, just go ride on a greenway and you feel you need instruction on how to do that, we do all of that. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, um, it's a social activity like, like, you had just suggested that the kids don't have to be in front of a computer screen all day long. They can get out and meet new friends or participate in their group activity, whatever it may be. Okay. So uh, the big question now I have is, where does the money y'all come to run all this? Is this on donations or do you charge okay. for instruction for the adults? And how does all that work? So I do. So... Um, the uh, to become a league certified instructor that is a fee of three hundred and fifty dollars. It does that does not come to me. That goes through to the league because, like I said, a coach actually comes mm -hmm. to train. But um, my so so to become an instructor, you have to take uh, smart cycling. And so that's the class I order um, that I offer smart cycling. And uh, smart cycling is sixty-five. It's a sixty-five dollar um, class, and it's for nine hours. So that's so that's and 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 that that um, class is basically our basic class, our platform, mm -hmm. because we want everyone to eventually become a lead cycling instructor. But if that's not what you want to do. Then I also offer other classes. So just tell me what you want me to do, and I offer the class. And so we're offering classes um, on the balance bike, and the balance bike is for the little toddlers, um, and it's no wheels. Mm -hmm. And so we don't use training wheels in our program. We use the balance bikes. And so we have classes um, at the Carol Hoffner Center um, in Charlotte, and that's just to teach the little ones how to balance. Because if if you can get that balance, then once you get that balance, then I'll put um, the wheels on the bike, and you learn how to ride a bike. And so we so that's a different type of instruction um, for the kids. Um, then if the kid has to have these training wheels, because you will have some kids that have to have their training wheels. Yeah. They don't want the balance bike, and they they don't want you to take their wheels off. So we have the individual training for those kids. And so everything is basically based on income when it comes to the kids, because we still want the kids to ride and so I have people that will donate money for me to teach somebody else 
Okay. How to ride a bike, or um, if um, if if somebody wants to be a certified instructor and don't have the money, I have people that will pay. So everyone does have an opportunity to learn, um, but you know we still have to we. I still have to pay these bills. I still right. have to pay bills. So I have to see um, what type of break I can give to you for that particular month or that particular week because it is a business. It's right. still a business. But um, because we have insurance costs too, and we are insured. That's that's another thing. I, um, I had friends going out on bike rides that... Um, weren't insured and if something went wrong you know you know we don't want individuals to be sued and so the league is the American the the League of American Bicycling offers us insurance as well and so that's 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 the plus and so if you're offering classes instruction so we have to be careful when we say it's a social ride because for our insurance to cover us we always have to say we're instructing you to do something. Right. And so um, so uh, that's why I say it's bicycle education. And so we're teaching something when we go on, on the rides. It, it's a whole bunch of groups in Charlotte that offer social rides. And believe you me, they're probably an LCI. They mm-hmm. probably went through our program. So... Um, it's 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 just it's 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 the whole concept is uh, we want you to return home the same way you left. Yeah. And there's um, an increasing amount of people in Charlotte that's injured on on their bikes because they're not aware of how to share the road with um, each other, other bicyclists, or even with the um, different motorists. And also my take on this is as a bicycle, as a bus driver in the city of Charlotte, um, we have had conflicts with pedestrians and uh, bicyclists. And so I run classes for my own coworkers Mm -hmm. so we can be safe because our vehicle is way bigger than, uh, other vehicles on the street so we're a large vehicle and truck drivers um, large vehicles so anyone that has a fleet like truck drivers uh, bus drivers uh, vans van pools um, I off- offer instruction to them through our bicycle friendly driver program so it's just teaching motorists how to ride uh, how to drive with uh, how to share the road with bicyclists yeah. and with pedestrians. We do that type of training too, and that's a little income as well. Yeah, that's cool. That's a really good thing to do too, because right. like you said, some people just don't understand how to you know share the road with a bike. Right, right. And <laughs> I've had some close calls myself. Right, right. And, and so we want to be predictable. And so once I run a bicycle-friendly motorist program, that when when we look behind us, that means we're about to do something, yeah. and we're supposed to have that eye contact with the uh, motorist 
and all that, I let the motorists know why we're doing that so we can be predictable that they know what we're about to do without right. it. And, and, you know, just sharing where the, um, where you're going to find most bicyclists and where the greenways are because they don't know why it looks like we're riding into the woods. Yeah. They don't know our greenway is back there. And so, um, they, they say the more bicyclists out that you'll be safer and all that, but you know, I understand that, but I still need to let the motorists know what's going on. And especially, you know, they may become bicyclists themselves if they know we're going to a greenway. Yeah. And so um, I, I teach the general population that as well. All right. Deborah, let's move on to the shotgun round. The shotgun round, there's a few questions we ask every podcaster, okay. every, every uh, guest we have, and it's just, just for fun. Okay. Get your ideas and you okay. know, answers. Right. <laughs> if you could turn back time to talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her? I would tell my 18-year-old self to learn a language. I'm sort of lazy, and so um, I, I took the easy route, I believe, and um, I, I would have learned a language. Hmm. Which, which language do you think? I would have learned um, Spanish. Yeah, I wish I, I took German when I was in high school for about two weeks. Really? <laughs> yeah, I remember Guten Tag and Guten Abend, that's all I remember. <laughs> and they say French is a good one to yeah. know right now, too. All right. Um, what's the best compliment you've ever received? The best compliment, um, the best compliment that um, I I would I would say that it was a um, I was doing a giveaway of uh, school supplies um, because we also do those collections and a and, and a little boy turned around and gave me a hug and said thank you and you're nice and I could still feel his hug you know when whenever you um, think that people you you feel like people aren't appreciating you little stuff like that will make yeah. you so just a simple thank you and a hug was a compliment and you're so nice all right if you could have dinner with any three people dead or alive who would they be and why and what would you talk about um i would um i would have a I would like to have dinner with Michelle Obama. Um, with Michelle Obama, um, I would, as as far as supporting the president of the United States, and how did you do that? How were you able to support your man? <laughs> so I would want, um, who else? I would want a dinner with Martin Luther King, um, and that's the nonviolent uh, side, um, because because right now, how to be humble? Mm-hmm. You know, I I I I like to be humble, and so um, I just want to know how how he was able to put together this the whole movement that he did um, without. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that he received criticism and all that kind of stuff, but he rose above that. And I just would love to know how he was able to put together his coalition because I'm trying to put it, put together a coalition and 
Charlotte mm-hmm. of, about bicycling um, in the black community and um, in in the black community they like to say if you see a bike lane that means they're about to gentrify and all that I don't want us to think like that I want us to take the bull by the horn and and do what we can in our community as well okay. instead of feeling like we're being attacked okay even if we're being attacked you know just do what we have to do so I I wish I knew how he was able to encourage people to to be involved to boycott the buses whatever we have to do we have to yeah. do it to get our voice the third and person? third person. The third person has to be fun. Ah <laughs> oh, man. So so you know, so we talk so what Sunday? Mm. I wanted to, you know, even before Kobe died, I Kobe um Kobe was doing things beyond basketball. Yeah. And he was teaching kids how to read. He 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 wrote his own book. And so I, 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 Kobe was always my player. I like yeah. Kobe second to Michael. <laughs> yeah. But um, Kobe um, retired from basketball, and then he um, he started doing something different. And so when he started doing this different things, you know, especially with his daughter and all that. I saw all of that on yeah. Twitter. And so I was his friend, you know, now everybody's his friend yeah. and all that. But I was following Kobe and I bought four or five copies of his book to give to a little girl. Mm-hmm. So the first little girl I gave it to was my um, granddaughter. And I had meant, I, I, then the other four I kept because he was supposed to autograph them. I was going to make sure I caught up with him so he could autograph these books and all that. And I was going to see if he would buy some books and donate them for Charlotte, you know, tell him about this um, opportunity that we need to provide kids with opportunity here. And um, so when when that accident happened, the crash happened, I was like, I can't believe it. That was my boy. Yeah. You know, I was, you know, not the basketball part of his life. I was going to participate in the after basketball. Yeah. And it's just gone just like that. Yeah, it was a tragic. And for yeah. our listeners who don't know, he was killed in a helicopter crash on, when was it? Sunday. Sunday. The, mm-hmm. Two the days was, ago. Yeah. And... Uh, it was, it was seven people were in a helicopter. Right? Nine. Nine people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone, no one made it out of it. Yeah. It's sad we lose the good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those those are my three um, because um, I just would want to pick their brain. Yeah. Kobe, I wanted money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Deborah, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Okay. Uh, where can people get up with you if they want to learn how to? become an instructor or want to have, teach your kids, have you teach your kids uh, okay. how to ride? All right. So the Bicycle Oven Company and my quote is you go bike. That's Y-O-U, go G-O, bike, B-I-K-E. And our office number is 704-886-8221, 704 
886-8221. And we are at the lovely co-work by Camden on Camden Road in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. But I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, so you'll find us. It's all under Oven by Company? Yeah, it's under the Bicycle Oven Company or or You Go Bike. You Go Bike. Okay, awesome. Thanks again. I appreciate it. And best of luck to you and hope you grow, keep growing and and teach those kids how to ride safely. Thank you. I do too.